go. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sunday Talk. Got a good amount of questions today. Um, we're going to start off with a team that, you know, close to home, obviously, and a lot of my friends are bummed out about this one. Um, Blazers obviously getting eliminated by the Nuggets. Uh, so there's a question. Stick with Dame, CJ, shop one of them. Comes from our boy Chase. What do you guys have to say about this one? Carson, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you kind of have to stick with Dame. He means so much to the city. I mean, Dame, you'd like get a ton of assets for, but also like Dame's the reason you're a contender in the first place. Um, and I think, you know, CJ's like the one that has to be shopped. I mean, it's sad because like I love them together. Um, and I know they love playing together, they're boys, but I love them the same way I love like Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. And it's like, they were great together, but like, you know, like there's a certain ceiling, like it's like conference finals, like at best, you don't really see them you know, making a championship run unless, uh, you know, like a, a lot of breaks go by. And that's that's a big if, you know, if like, you know, like the Lakers getting injured this year. Some, you know, like some like that would have to happen. Um, and I think CJ is really like the only like major asset you have that you could, you know, you could either trade them like a one for one and get like, you know, another star back that like helps you with your actual needs, which are like playmaking and defense. Um, or you could get like, um, you know, for CJ, get like a bunch of, other guys to improve the depth of the bench and again you know hit those areas which they really need defense and then they really really need uh, some more playmaking which I mean it's asking a lot those are probably two of the most important aspects of basketball but um you know definitely I think it's time to like at least shop CJ you know maybe you know if you don't get a deal done but at least see see what's out there for sure all right yeah so kind of going off that I think yeah, you definitely got to shop CJ. I mean, looking at a situation, I saw some post about it that Carl Anthony Towns, like, oh, they want Carl Anthony Towns. What about we got Nurkic, we got CJ in exchange for, you know, um, excuse my, uh, we do Nurkic and CJ for Carl Anthony Towns and like Josh Akogi. You get a defensive wing to play for Portland, and then you get an offensive minded center who I think would play extremely well with. Um, uh, what's it called with Dame, and then you give them, you know, CJ McCollum to play alongside D'Angelo Russell, and you know, you give Nurkic, who's still a very young, promising center, and I think that'd be wonderful for both sides. I think they both come out victorious. I think you'd have to throw some picks in there on the Portland side to make it work, but I think I'd love to see it. But like this, I want to have Norman Powell playing the two for them, and I think Norman Powell can fit the role of CJ McCollum. I don't think he's as good as the ball handler. But I think he can score, you know, he can score 20 points per game if he's needed. So uh, they got to go. That small stature of that backcourt is kind of what hurt him. And it's really what made me think, like, I took a deep think about, we just posted a, a graphic coming up for the Cavs uh, coming up soon. Uh, that'll be coming out tomorrow uh, for you guys listening today. But, you know, Sexland, is it really the backcourt of the future? Or is it just like game CJ light? Like, who just like, they can't defend. Because if you can't defend, how are you going to go against, you know, the Ben Simmons, the bigger guards, or like when they could just switch on to you and abuse you. Cause you know, the Warriors, you know, they're, they have such a dominant backcourt because they have a guy in clay. Who's like one of the best defenders in the league. So yeah. I think it's the thing you got to take a look into. Uh, it's been so long since we've been saying CJ's got to get traded. So I think it's the, the off season that CJ has got to go. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can make an argument that last season was when they should have blown it up. Um, obviously their guard stature is a big problem, but also their front court stature. I mean, they were throwing, they don't have any like big athletic guys. I mean, Nurkic is a shell of what he was before the ankle injury. Cantor gets cooked on matchups. 
um, especially on Jokic. So they were throwing guys like Roko at Jokic, uh, which just is not going to work against, you know, a seven, seven something athletic center in Jokic versus Robert Covington. So, yeah, I think definitely shop around uh, CJ, try to get an athletic big or like some type of wing that can defend and kind of. I like Cat, honestly. I mean, I, I do like that pairing. I mean, it is tough because Cat's like a pretty terrible defender too, but I mean, it kind of like, you know, fits into like their kind of system. And I think they're just a, you know, they're just a better pair because it, it just space, you know, because CJ needs the ball that you you know, do what he does, but like Lillard and uh, Towns can just like play so well off of each other. So yeah. many threes. Yeah. A lot of threes. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, I like that. Um, next question actually comes from my little brother, Sebas. Uh, do the Giants have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs? And as much as it pains me to say, because I'm a lifelong Giants hater, but they are obviously first right now in the division, and they've been playing. Why? With Why hate the Giants? Aren't you a Yankees fan? Because I just I got a shit on my brother, bro. I, mm, I okay, that's that's fair. <laughs> that's that's valid. <laughs> um, but like I actually kind of like the Giants team. It's kind of like it's scrappy. I mean, Kevin Gosman, a guy that came over a couple seasons back from the Braves, I believe it was from the Braves. Um, mm-hmm. it up this year, man. Like. He's been dude, Cy Young season, bro. He did yesterday got his seventh. He's seven and zero, balling. He is so nasty. They're like a game or two up on the Padres. Yeah, like they're doing better than the Dodgers right now. It's 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 mad, but I don't think they win to the division though. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't lock them into the division. I think the Padres they're gonna go off towards the end and uh, they'll take away. But like you're talking about, I mean, along with that pitching, you got Buster Posey who. If it wasn't for guys like Tatis and Acuna, like you could make a case for him to be the MVP this year. Like the way that he's been so valuable for this team. You know, he's batting 333 this season, um, 0.2 RBIs. Uh, but just, you know, solid contact hitter. He's always been a great defender for this team. You know, really kind of had a down year last year, uh, the last couple of years, I think. And people were really thinking, like, is it time for him to go? Like, you got Joey Barton, the minors. It might be time to bring them up. You know, maybe move them over the first base, but you still got Brandon Belt. But, I mean, Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford have been nice this year. And then, like, even your best player from last year isn't even playing as good as he should be with Mike Yastrzemski. So, I think there's a whole lot more, like, levels for this team to take. And if you have pitching, you know, from Gosman, from Anthony uh, DeFiscancy, all these guys just doing so well, I think – it's, the only thing that hurts is you play in the best division in baseball right now. Like yeah. you got the Padres with Fernando Tatis and the pitching staff that's on the rise. And you got the Dodgers who uh, have an unlimited bankroll, like your Yankees, Jose. So it's kind of hard for uh, a team like the Giants to compete, which is, I think it's going to hold back teams like the Rockies and the Diamondbacks for uh, years to come. But you know, the Giants have had success in the recent years. So, if anyone's going to do it, you know, it's going to be these Giants team. No longer with Bruce Bochy, but uh, they still got that same identity that they had a couple years ago. Yeah, they got, they're like the same exact identity as like uh, the World Series teams. Like great chem- – that's like just been like what our team's been, like great chemistry, like a bunch of guys that get along. They all got the – you know they got the chemistry because everyone's got the the stash. Some people are rocking it. Some, some people aren't. Yastrzemski is not rocking it. That's the damn show. I love Yaz, but – the mustache is not it for him. Um, but yeah, for sure. I think like, like Longoria just got a, such a stupid injury yesterday. He's going to be out four to six weeks. He's been one of our best hitters. So I think uh, I'm glad that we've been, you know, just 
just firing on all, all cylinders to start and like got off to such a hot start because I know that the injuries are coming. Like, you know, you get into July, August, it's like the dog days of the season. And I know just like, we're probably going to get a few more injuries. So it's good that we, you know, got all these wins, you know, to start and kind of stock them up. But yeah, I, I definitely see us making the playoffs for sure, but most likely a wild card. I mean, it's probably going to be too, like, you know, it's going to end up being two wild cards from the, uh, from the NOS. I feel like. I'll, Crazy. I'll that, sure. Crazy. Hey, but it is an odd year though. So. It is an odd year, but hey, we can break it. I hope so. Um, next question comes from Court. I think the Braves pitching staff is good enough to win the series. And I think this is kind of a question within a question because World Series are really not necessarily won by pitching staffs. I mean, their their roster overall is built pretty solidly. I mean, they've got depth at all positions. They've got young guys. Obviously, they've like got a young nice star one. in Acuna um, and the guy who broke out last year for them, Travis Darno. Obviously, they've got the reigning MVP in Freddie Freeman. You know, they've got stars at, at every position pretty much. But their pitching staff is pretty nice, bro. I mean, it's headlined by Max Fried, Charlie Morton, um, Mike Soroka coming back from injury. Tuki Toussaint also coming back from injury. Um, right now, their four and five starters are Ian Anderson and Drew Smiley. Uh, Ian Anderson, a younger guy, but Drew Smiley is a decent veteran. I think it's a it's a pretty good uh, pretty good pitching staff. I mean, at least for the starters. I don't think it's got it. I mean, you got to look at the stats here. I mean, in terms of whip, uh, who Oscar Yanoa is the only guy that I think is a really solid player this year pitching for them. I mean, honestly, we got guys with plenty of potential on this team, like you're saying with Maxi Freed, but he's got a 5.12 ERA with a 1.552 whip, which is kind of hard to sustain. And, you know, this offensive, this team is such an offensive juggernaut. I mean, you got to look up, they gave up like 10 plus runs to the Mets, the Mets who give no run support this year. They're, you know, the best pitcher in the MLB this year, Jacob DeGrom. I think, you know, they do, they also do play in a very good division as well. So, I don't know. I mean, their bullpen also isn't doing it so well. You know, Will Smith, their closer, he's got a 4.09 ERA with a 1.18 whip. Um, you know, just I feel like they're they're about a piece or two away from really, like, making it something. I think, you know, you you got to have a guy that can be more of a solidified ace for them. Uh, if they can go out there and find one of those, uh, you know, to kind of bump everyone down, you know, maybe the guy who's, like, pitching for them, to move, that's the worst, like – like Drew Smiley right now is at a six ERA, maybe make him the long reliever. Um, I feel like they're, they might have some more talent in their um, farm, but you know, whatever it's got to do, I feel like they got to get another pitcher or two, uh, at least a starting pitcher and then another reliever because when it, like you when it comes world series time, I mean, if you have your, you throw your uh, closer out there of a 4.09 ERA, I mean, who's scared of that? No, I want to backpack on that point. I, I had that exact same thing in my notes that like, I really want them to go after like an ace because I agree with you, Jose, that like you don't, you know, you don't necessarily need like the best pitching staff to, you know, win a World Series. I mean, there's, you know, you can win with, you know, I mean, this team was like a game away from getting the World Series. It just ended up blowing a 3-1 lead against the Dodgers. You know, this team is stacked uh, offensively and their pitching staff, I mean, their pitching staffs, you know, like Liam said, decent but I really want them to go out and get an ace because, you know, kind of like what the Astros did, you know, 2017, they went out, got Verlander. That was really like the missing piece because I think, I, you know, the rest of their staff is solid enough that I want to see them get carried by an ace. Like I think that we see that a lot of times with these world series teams, great offense and then decent pitching staff, but they're led by one guy that kind of, you know, pushes them to, you know, pushes them to the championship. 
I don't know who that guy's going to be. I don't know who's going to end up on the market, but whichever, you know, ace caliber pitcher shows up, the Braves got to be like first in line because, you know, you know, you know, the Dodgers, Padres, I mean, they're going to vouch for them, even though they're already stacked. The Braves need to be next. Whoever like ace is up there, they got to go out and get him because I think that's the missing piece for them for sure. And then just kind of back you up, Jose. I mean, at the same time, Maxi Freed literally was a top five Cy Young guy last year with, you know, seven and oh, uh, 2.25 ERA. I mean, it's just unfortunate to see like this, but, you know, with baseball going on, who knows? And there's no more foreign substances allowed, uh, Trevor Bauer, but, uh, We'll see, though. I mean, I, I think you can always take a shift after the All-Star game. We see players, you know, even in all sorts of sports, you know, post All-Star game stats, players can have a whole change around of how they're playing based off of that little break in this little season. Because baseball, there's no breaks. You're playing, you know, back to back to back to back to back. So maybe he just needs that rest to, you know, get psychologically change himself and become a better pitcher. But I do think they need a guy to take the, like, take the weight off him like you're saying, how the Astros went out there and got a Verlander. I don't know who it is in the MLB today because I think yeah, – Me neither. But someone's going to pop up. They always do. Like, exactly. Once we get close to the deadline. Hear me out. Hear me out. Like, I would argue a guy last year that – or no, no, not last year, two years ago, two seasons ago, a guy that broke out right alongside Max Fried that never really gets talked about is Mike Soroka, a guy that they drafted yeah, in the nice. first – uh, in 2019, was an all-star, put up a 2.68 ERA, starting 29 games, winning 13, uh, had a 1-1-1 whip. Um, like, he's nice, and he's only 23. He's like 22, 23. He just got injured last season. He's still coming back. I think, uh, like, come postseason time, this guy – Maybe that's the guy. Maybe they don't even need a trade for an ace. Maybe they just can rely on Soroka once he comes back. This guy, Yeah, I think this guy's nasty. I don't remember what his injury was. Let me uh... – but he's only pitched 13 innings this year, yeah. So, like, he's not really been in here. But, like, led the, like, led the league in home runs per nine uh, in the NL. Uh, like, an all-star. Uh, finished just, just behind his teammate, Maxi Fried, in Cy Young voting. Um, almost one rookie of the year. Uh, that went to... He tore his Achilles. So, kind yeah. of. But, I mean, at least it's not Tommy John or anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. he hasn't played all this year, has he? Um, oh, he has. Never mind. Uh, he's still like on his rehab plan in the minors. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, next question: top three pitching stabs in baseball. I'm just gonna list them off: Dodgers, Padres, Yankees. I the Yankees. The I, I, the I was thinking about the Yankees too. Kleber or not Kleber? Kluber and Cole is dirty. Yeah, and and Sevy's coming back. Uh, he just he just started pitching um in Tampa, still throwing ninety nine even after his injury. Man's yeah. gassing it up. I'm I'm hyped for him to come back. Yeah, I had the um I had the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants. I mean, all three of the NL team, NOS teams. Um, but I also like honorable mentions like the Brewers are super nice. I mean, what you know, uh, Woodruff, Peralta, Burns, those guys are studs. The White Sox too. I mean, like. Lance Lynn is having like a sneaky, like super good season, as well as uh, you know Keiko and then the Rays, Guliato. Um and then I had the Rays too. Even without Snell, the Rays are, are still kicking ass. I had a pretty similar list. Uh, just had the Dodgers, Padres, Mets, and Giants. I mean, the Do- the Mets have a really good starting rotation. I feel like it's a little bit worse of a um, rotation down the line, but I mean, seriously, if but they, they had got one- the best pitcher though, like so that yeah. helps yeah. out. 
if they had run support, this team would look so much better on that pitching staff. That's been that's been the case for the Mets like the last like five to ten years. You go out there, you get the best shortstop in the league in Francisco Lindor, who doesn't play like that right now. Uh, you have all the money in the town, and you're just still the you're still the babies to the Yankees. As much as hard as it hurts to say, they're still the babies of the Yankees, and they probably still will forever be the babies of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. So. Um, where are the A's moving? Question coming in from court. All right. Uh, everyone's got some noise going on, but I'll say the Vegas. Vegas. Uh, I think Vegas needs to get a baseball team. Vegas got to get a basketball team as well. Uh, this is gonna be a market on the rise in sports. Uh, I can't imagine why they wouldn't want to get them. Uh, we were talking about earlier in our chat. Uh, maybe. Uh, Portland, but that just doesn't make sense. Uh, Jose coming from uh, Eugene, going to school there, uh, doesn't really have a really big crowd for their uh, baseball team out there for the university. So, why it makes sense for uh, baseball? But I think you know Vegas, you know the betting atmosphere, the sports atmosphere, it's, it's growing. So I'm taking them. Yeah, Vegas too. It makes the most sense. Is Vegas. Uh, okay, so right. our next question, we got uh, top five unwritten rules in baseball. I only gave them up with one because screw the unwritten rules. I've never – even, like, playing, I, like so – I thought, oh, my gosh, some of these are so corny. But the one – the one I do like, though, like, that I know most – like, a lot of people probably hate. Like, I, I enjoy, like, if someone, like, pimps a home run, like, let them do it. Like, or, like, someone shows you up, let them do it. But come back, attack them, and or, like – give them a little like high cheese or like a little inside cheese. I think that's like the baseball equivalent of like, uh, you know, somebody like dunking on someone in basketball. And then, you know, the next time they come in the lane, you're getting close lines. You're getting like hard foul just to know like, okay, you got us one time, but you're not doing that again. Like, I think that's like one thing I really love about baseball. Um, and that's an unwritten rule I really like, but I don't know. The other ones, it just, some of them are just like so stupid, bro. And I'm just like, Cool. Hey. I, mean, I guess like not stepping on the foul line. I like that one. I mean, respect for the foul line, but hey, unwritten rules are so dumb to me. I mean, I think don't talk into the pitcher during the no-no is kind of a cool one. And I, and I understand it though. Like you got to keep your, like your mental psyche. Like you don't want someone to throw you off. But like, Oh, like great game out there. You're doing so well. Like this guy's got to be zoned in, you know, throwing like 90 plus a mile an hour uh, balls at these guys. They got to be paying attention. Uh, I also, it's, I know it's a very controversial topic that came up uh, with uh, on the White Sox when they, you know, hit that home run, uh, the rookie Mercedes. Uh, I don't like, you know, running the score up on a position player. That's just mean. Like, if you're up like that big, like, come on. Like, don't just dog on them. But yeah, I mean, also, it's like, what do you want him to do? Just like ground out. Know, if you're putting For, in a player to pitch, like, you've given up. Like, you yeah. do. Is the, is the position player's pitching stats really going to matter if he's given up? Yeah. Exactly. Let, let these boys rank. Let them get, you know, because maybe that extra home run or that extra RBI they get off the pitcher, that's like the one that, you know, can get them that contract incentive or something. Well, yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's like, oh, like they put a position player out there, go strike out. Like, what sense does that make? Yeah, I understand. It's, it's a two way street. So, yeah, exactly. And that's a lot of the rules, though. They're like, you know, there's like sides for both. They're like, both make sense. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I just wish, like, we didn't spend so much time, like, just, like – Getting pissed about it? 
getting pissed about it and like going into like the nitty gritty about which ones like should stay or which one should go and just like enjoy baseball. Like that's like, like this is the thing that I think just killing the game. There's just so much like controversy with it. Like just let the kids play, bro. Agreed. Couple I had um, from like nice back pass. in my playing days was uh the umpire never wanted me to toss him the ball when I was catching. He always wanted me to put it in his hand. Like if I tried to toss it yeah, to him, yeah, he yeah, would straight just let it fall, yeah, which is stupid. Um, obviously, don't steal bases when you're up big. It's just kind of like a respect thing. <laughs> yeah, that that one. I, yeah, I I 100% agree with that one. The hitting though, it's like get up there and hack, bro. But yeah, the stolen bases. Yeah, exactly. Staying silent. Once the pitcher comes set, um, and then don't throw at guys' heads. Yeah. Okay. Also, another thing to add, I hate, like, the situation when they would walk Barry Bonds when it was, like, a bases loaded situation. Like – Dude, that's out of – That's just no confidence. Just respect. It is, but, like, have confidence in your ability, like, to go out there and go against him. Because, like, really, yeah. like, I'd get pissed at my, like – my team if they did that like okay like and then they, like, they allow them to have that run that can help them make a comeback like come on like of course Barry Bonds is one of the greatest baseball players of all time but like you can't shy away from a challenge yeah I feel that that's just how dirty he was though like they like, felt, oh, like yeah walking him because like they didn't even think like an out was an option pitching to him like that's so insane Ridiculous. Trout could never I mean never do that with Trout like NBA defenses play play stars like they will let the star beat you and kind of force the other guys to to kind of make a play, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but next question coming in from Andrew Galvez: Is Ryan Tannehill good enough to take the Titans to the Super Bowl? First of all, we've seen much worse QBs in the Super Bowl, and yep. Hill is a fringe elite QB since moving to Tennessee. Yep. It's not the problem of Tannehill. It's the defense's problem. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. The defense has to show out. I don't think Bud Dupree's going to go for 20 sacks this year uh, just because now he has uh, Peter Watts not alongside him. He's going to struggle, if anything. I think you got to see Harold Landry take a step. You know, their pass rusher out of, uh, I believe, Boston College that they drafted a couple years ago. They had to see those two guys succeed. You know, you got Jeffrey Simmons, who's a great run stopper, but who else is going to help alongside them? They've had some injury issues injury issues in the linebacking core and they got to see Caleb Fari perform as a rookie corner if they need to take that step to be able to go to the Super Bowl but you know going against teams like the Chiefs it's gonna be hard if your defense is poor I mean you got to have Bayard playing the level of the all pro that he can be so I don't know but this offense is going to be a crazy one you got we literally talked about it you guys can look down below in our channel we had a huge video talking about where's julio gonna land and we spent a long portion talking about the titans because it seemed like a very plausible um landing spot and now that's where he's ending up but i mean such a physical offense that's not going to be the problem that's going to hold them back it's not it's gonna be like a cowboy situation if anything where they have to outscore them if they want to win yeah exactly I, i i think yeah obviously like i think he's you know, good enough. I think he's probably better than Jimmy G, and Jimmy G got us to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think oh, he's way better than Jimmy G. Definitely good enough. I mean, he has all, you know, two of the best weapons in the game uh, who, you know, are incredible with 50 50 balls. They're just incredible in general. And, you know, even if he, you know, Tannehill is struggling passing, you know, he can just hand it off to arguably the best running back in the game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not really worried about that again. Yeah, like you said, uh, the defense and also just like in a Super Bowl matchup where, 
you know, you're going up against a team with like a Mahomes, uh, or I guess they want to be playing Mahomes, I guess like, you know, like a Rodgers or, you know, a, a much more elite QB in the NFC, then it'd be like, okay, like I'd, I'd probably go with them instead of Tannehill. Um, but you know, I think for sure, like this Titans team, you know, if they got to the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised. And I, I definitely don't doubt Tannehill at all. Yeah, I mean, is he better than Nick Foles? And Nick Foles is literally a Super Bowl My champion. Yep, better than Trent Dilfer. <laughs> than, and it's just like, because, I mean, he's good. Like, he's actually really, really solid. And he's got these incredible weapons. Like, like Julio as a wide receiver, too, is insane. I mean, it's not the same Julio, but, I mean, it's still probably like 75 per, like to 80% of what he was, you know? Yeah. And he and he's you know Julio's gonna be rejuvenated to the man. He just gotta get healthy and you know he's gonna get rejuvenated new spot. You know, he's got AJ Brown, his little his little mini Julio on the other side of him. Uh I, I'm super excited, man. It, it, it's gonna be fun. I still think the Colts are like on the same level though, just because overall the roster is like a lot better. But Titans are gonna be fun, man. Fantasy wise, woof. Oof. Mm, yeah. Definitely looking at <laughs> back now more than ever. For sure. But I, right. Jose, next question. Next question coming in also from Andrew Galvez. Lakers Shout are Andrew, man. I mean, it's kind of a similar situation to the to the Blazers. I mean, their bigs really just like screwed them over. Obviously, AD got hurt and they couldn't really uh, come back from that. But I think they're really missing JaVale McGee right now. They're missing, are. yeah, some big men that can play. Shout out Drummond for being terrible. But uh, we're also going to detail this question. Uh, we'll be dropping a Lakers graphic coming soon uh, this week. Uh, we'll be talking about it. Parkton might be handling that snippet, so we'll see what he has to say. But, um, yeah, I think the Lakers, they got to cut ties with a lot of their guys. Montrezl Harrell, they really made him useless in the playoffs. Like, what, why weren't they freeing Harrell? Um, Dennis Schroeder was nothing in game five, literally nothing because he had zero points. Um, I feel like they, it, they just got blown up. Kyle Kuzma, you can send him to the Shanghai Sharks. He's terrible. He's my least favorite player in the NBA. I think he's super inefficient. He's completely overrated, and all he cares about is his social image. He's got to get traded somewhere. I think you can still get a decent value for him. I think you can still get, you know, like a 30th overall pick for him. I think because he shows enough to warrant that. Like when he like actually like when he actually does good, it's like, damn, like, like you can see the potential, but Exactly. I think it was in the in the playing game. He had like 10 rebounds against the Warriors and like he was like playing hard out there. But like at other times, like you you can't win playoff games when your guy's shooting one for 11 from the field. That's just inexcusable. And yeah, he's gone. He's just it's just a frail power forward that he needs to put on some weight or he needs to become quicker and play a small forward position. Yeah, um, I have them. I need I really want them to get like a legit like third score. Um, I think, you know, Schroeder was supposed to be that, but Schroeder proved that super inconsistent. He's not, he's really not a good three-point shooter. He's actually like a pretty shitty three-point shooter. Um, and I really want them to pursue D Rose. I know D Rose really likes it in New York. Um, and I'd probably bet money that he'd re-sign there, but I think D Rose would be the perfect fit. And it would just be so fun to see like D Rose and LeBron on the same team, just for like, you know, to see D Rose, you know, compete for a championship. Um, the like the basketball fan in me and like like the D Rose like fan like you know just seeing that would be so awesome and I think he's like legit would be like super important to their team um, you know consistent 
third score that, you know, if AD or LeBron goes out, he's someone that you know, can pick up the load just a bit and, and score and just helps their spacing. And that's another thing I have. They just got to improve their spacing, man, especially with Drummond. Their spacing is so, so terrible um, and just not good enough to, you know, compete in the playoffs, man. Even, you know, even when those two are healthy, when the, their two superstars are healthy, they just need more spacing because it looks – on offense, they look so terrible at times. Um, I would have loved if LaMarcus Aldridge never had a problem and instead of signing with the Nets, he went to the uh, Lakers instead of Andre Drummond. I think that would have been way more valuable because the guy who can step out and, you know, hit those 20-foot shots. I um, think Rudy Gay, too. I mean, speaking of the Spurs, because, like, he can stretch it. Um, he'd kind of be like – he'd kind of be like that Jeff – like that Cavs, Jeff Green, you know, player for them. Exactly. So I thought, but yeah, more spacing, more scoring. Yeah, I mean, they're really missing also Jordan Clarkson right now. I bet they wish they still had. <laughs> yeah, they would love Jordan Clarkson right now. Or they would Jordan. love a lot of those young guys they got rid of. Brandon Ingram or Lonzo Ball. <laughs> hey, but I would, at the end of the day, it's like, the I, I'd rather have LeBron and AD. Even though all those guys, like, if you could have kept one of those guys, it'd be so clutch. But, like, of all of them, they kept they just traded Kuzma when he was decent. They kept Kuzma out of all of them. I know they literally kept the worst one of the three. Dude, you pick the worst one. Yeah. Even Lon, dude, Lonzo would like help them out. I mean, Lonzo turned into, you know, a really solid three point shooter. Even Josh Hart would help him out. Like, literally, all the dudes they traded, every single one. Even Mo Wagner, I think, would be better than Even Isaac Bonga, bro. Who fucking knows? Kyle Kuzma out there. Uh, but yeah, last question coming from our very own Liam: Is Trey Young underappreciated at this point? I think underappreciated is an understatement. I think he's overhated, just because he's out here cooking teams and fans are mad about it. Yeah, I mean, we saw a game one performance in the day that was just amazing. I mean, going into this, I thought this series was going to be done in five games. It very well can be. But to see Trey Young go out there in an environment like Philly, drop 35-10, and 10, going against the best defensive backcourt in the NBA with Ben Simmons and Matisse Thibel. I mean, why was Danny Green playing the fucking lick out there? He was horrendous. Matisse Thibel should be the guy closing the game for them, going against Trey Young. And then, you know, Bogey was still playing well. This is a really solid Hawks team, but it would be nothing if Trey Young wasn't out there. I mean, today he wasn't being, you know, the foul searcher himself. He was really getting fouls that were actually hard fouls on him. And he was going against, you know, the Giant and Joel Embiid, who's one of the biggest, you know, big men we have in the league. And, you know, such a – And one of the best defenders. He's like one of the yeah. best – such a force down there defensively. So I'm so happy that Trey Young's doing well. I actually ordered myself a Trey Young jersey today. So which one? The oh, oh, the black the ones? White, the white one. I'll show you. Mm. You give your beat now. I'll show like you. Like the white, like kind of like McDonald's colored ones, or like the. Uh... I, I gotta pull it up real quick. Oh, for sure. Um, but I agree with you guys. I think it's just overhated. I think. Uh, similar to how like James Harden was kind of overhated a few years ago, just because of his play style and how he, uh, you know, you know, searches for fouls, which I think is, is pretty ridiculous just because, I mean, that's been a part of the game for a while. Yeah. It can be frustrating because it's like, ah, oh, come on, like just, you know, just play it. But I mean, I, I feel like people, you know, took his play style and like, Oh, I hate his play style. So I'm going to call him trash, but it's like, no, like he is 
legit. I mean, he's showing you right now he's rising the occasion in his first playoffs. He's, you know, showing why he's a freaking superstar. Um, you know, he's a maestro in pick and rolls. Um, and you just really can't. He's a defensive nightmare just because, you know, he can, you know, as soon as he crosses half court, he's a threat to, you know, pull up and, and drain a three. And then he knows exactly what to do in pick and rolls. He's an incredible passer. I think something that, you know, doesn't get talked about as much as it should. Um, you know, incredible, incredible passer. Um, and he's just fantastic, man. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely overhated. I think we need to appreciate how good he is, even though, yeah, play style might be a little annoying. He might, you know, jack up a little too many, you know, random threes. But to me, he's like, he's like Steve Nash with like Curry shot selection. And it's like, which is an incredible, like that is incredible, man. He's blown me away. I mean, he's been doing this though. Like ever since he came to the league, like he kind of struggled his, his first his first first half of his rookie season, but since like the second half of his rookie season, like he's he's been that dude. He's been really good. Now he's finally got the team around him, and they're they're gonna be scary for this is the next two three years, man. They got so much offensive firepower. I mean, hey, hold up! Shout out the Trey Young jersey. I got this one right here. Pretty heat, but um, those are nice. But no, like like you're saying, I mean, it makes the Luka Doncic trade not look too bad. I think Luka on that team would be disgusting, though. Like farther than the playoffs than Luka, he's one more playoff series than Luka. Exactly, which is crazy to see. But um, yeah, right. who knows with this Hawks team if they pull up an upset and, and they get a star, you know, go to that team, you know, they could get a guy like Paul George because if, if the Clippers don't win next round, I think they leave. I, I know everyone's like, oh, they lost in the first round. If they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals, I consider it a bust of the year for them. Well, they have a lot of assets, man. I mean, like, I think you want to – I think Bogey is, like, the guy to pair with him. But, I mean, you're yeah, talking Reddish. about Collins, Collins, Herder, Reddish. Um, Hunter. Hunter. I mean, even Capella, you know, you can oh, look Punk for was? someone that, that gives you, like – 80% of what Capella does. They have a lot of assets. Um, yeah, dude, the Hawks are super fun. I think Philly's going to bounce back, though. But also, real quick, Ben Simmons. I'm a huge Ben Simmons defender. I'm an advocate for Ben Simmons. But he needs to stop ducking smoke, and he needs to defend Trey the whole game. We need to see that. Don't put Danny Green. It needs to be Ben Simmons or Thibel, one of those two, on Trey the whole time. I don't know if they can put Simmons on him. I like Thibel better. Bible, yeah. Let um, Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons roam. Yeah. Who's Ben on then? Who was the guard? I didn't, I didn't get to watch. I just put bogey on him. Bible yeah. yeah, was, was about to say bogey when I watched it. A fucking dagger today. That like little sidestep pickup. Oh my god. Cold. The Europeans, man, they don't, they don't play around, bro. They're not scared of anything. Hey, Thanks. literally. Time. I posted about that like two weeks ago on the Instagram, like talking about how Capella and uh, Bogey were such a good dynamic duo. And then Trey Young's has come out of nowhere and really kind of pushed them to the side. I mean, those the, the supporting cast really hasn't scored a lot in the playoffs. I think Bogey's only averaging like 14 a game. And Trey yeah. Young's just carrying the offensive load. But they're balanced. They got a balanced oh. scoring tag, man, because Trey Young's dropping like 30 and then like – Bogey, Hunter, Capella, they're all giving you like 10 to 15. And then Danilo, terrible haircuts, doing decent maybe. <laughs> and even Lou Will is like stepping up a little bit too. He's like a terrible playoff player, but he, even he's giving you like 10 to 15 know. points off the bench sometimes. No, dude, he is like a nightmare on, on He's nightmare. Yeah, but like off the bench to get some scoring against second units, I think he's valuable. 
Yeah. Uh, Six man like Lou Will. <laughs> like Lou Will. Like Lou. Okay, that was our last one, right? Our last yeah. question. Any, any last thoughts, boys? No. Nah. Oh, man, we got some good questions, bro. Those are all those are all nice and juicy. Yeah. Hey. Appreciate the questions always. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well. always. Thank you to everyone that submitted a question. We'll see you guys next week with another Sunday talk. Stay tuned for more episodes throughout the week. We got our, our 2012 redraft coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Stay All right. tuned. Peace.